Hello and welcome to a brand new Player 2 spoiler cast. We don't do many of these, but I'm, all, I'm joined by some fantastically awesome people. Max and Ryan from Pop Cultures, how are you gents? Too bad. It's good to talk spoods. Looking forward to it. We've already, we did this 24 hours ago with a review discussion. We're now back for a spoiler cast. It's going to be pretty sweet. Looking forward to picking this game apart with the two of you. Two it's of us who got a plat. We managed to finish this game in 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so many spoilers. Two of us that got a plat. Max, who's a lazy prick. Let's get into it. Yeah, the, the guy who finished it first versus the guys who actually completed it. Uh, we've laid down the foundation. It's Spoiler City. If you've come this far, cool. Game isn't out yet. comes out tomorrow. Yep. Uh, yep. So if for whatever reason you need to watch this before <laughs> before it comes out, go go hard because we're if about you're, to do the same. If you're an ex-bot who just wants to go out and rain on the parade of all the PlayStation fans, yeah, that, that's actually a good point. It's just a bunch of Xbox fans watching this and then spoilering everyone else. That's <laughs> absolutely what we're getting Look, right now. Give me the views. I don't care. <laughs> give us the views. I'm happy to run with it. All right. So we were able to dodge all the spoilers for our review discussion, which is on the channel. Uh, go check it out, whether it be this channel uh, we'll play or two. the other go one, which play too. They're, they're everywhere. Where do we want to start? I've got a list here. I've got dot points of what the things we want to hit. What are we going to kick things off with? It's cute. That's in a notebook. Uh, go from the top. A, but the PlayStation notebook. <coughs> Just Shell. make it extra lame. <coughs> Sorry. It's a. It's not a PlayStation pen though. <laughs> right, where are we starting? Where are we going? Where are we going? I oh, know we could we could kind of work front to back, right? The list for the book. Well, we I, could, we've cut. All right, cool. Let's just get out of the fucking way. Venom. All right, one of the biggest big marketing pieces. There's 19 inches of him. Uh, let's all talk about about Venom. Spoilers. Venom's Harry Osborn. Boom. Right there, you're right at the bat. How did you guys feel about Harry being Venom? We already knew from the first game. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I'm, sta I'm standing by. I'm standing by that viewpoint. It's it wasn't that shocking because we already knew that he was in the in the vat with Harry at the back yeah, end of Spider-Man. But if we if we've learned anything from like just media as a whole lately, this like there's a lot of you know, sir, uh, was it's not s s fucking subverting expectations. Subvert expectations. Yeah. Thank you. They could have been like, ooh, it's Harry, and it's not. It's like I know, some other dude. They, they uh, like, did a good enough job of kind of half pump faking at different points and just yeah. putting a seed into your head that maybe it wasn't quite going the way you expected. But yeah. It, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right, Max. They, for anyone who played out the original game and and even looked at any promo footage, you kind of yeah. you knew it was going to happen. Um, but See, to their, I, to their I, great I, credit, they did convince me for a few minutes. Like this may not go the way I was expecting. Exactly. So for me, I was enjoying. I'm like, oh, cool. All right, Harry's gonna be uh, uh gonna be Venom. Sick. And there are moments where I'm like, hang on, that doesn't make sense. He's all small and tiny. Venom's a big honking dude. And, you know, Craven forever, like, chasing the hunt. I'm like, what if, like, just to, you know, change things up, give us a bit of a swerve, Venom's Craven. That was where that was where I thought they were potentially yeah. going to go. When, when, I, when I just started to doubt it for a fleeting second, when I lost faith, um, mm. yeah, I, there was a split second where I thought oh, I might be Craven here, but... Came yeah, back around very quickly, and then the reveal happened. Yeah, I had the big same thing too. I was like, "Holy shit!" Because I, I, for me, I think that would have worked better. I, I, from a like enhancing Craven as a villain, because we'll get to Craven in a moment. But I did feel he certainly played second fiddle to to Venom. Um, however, I thought that if they kind of combined the two, rather than having essentially be Spider Man three with Sandman and Venom, uh, Craven wasn't in that movie, but he probably could have been. Uh, 
so I was sort of interesting, like, well, are they going to sort of switch it up a little bit? Uh, but Venom, I think, is mad. Uh, he really had such a a presence. Uh, we sort of seen he's huge, he's bolt, he's just massive. He looks all oozy and gooey, um, and you get to play him for a little bit, which is also dope. Uh, as I was talking about yesterday with my son, playing a game with my son, he got to experience that moment. He's like, oh my God, I get to fight Venom. I'm like, all right, mate, let's just see where this goes. Let's see. And he's like, couple beats, couple beats. And then the camera zooms back. And he realizes in that moment, he gets to play as, as Venom. And he like shat himself. <laughs> he was like, no heckin' way. I'm like, yeah, dude. And then he just proceeded to punch everything. It's it a nice so power cool. trip. Um, I, I wasn't crazy about the, particular like the actual gameplay part of it there but yeah it but it was felt, a nice power like, trip i liked it in that the sense. downside compared to say uh obviously with a, with a peter or miles which is a lot more nimble a lot more quick this just felt like playing hulk in the avengers game right yeah. it was just like boop, boop, big power moves <clears throat> pick up throw crunch whatever so it felt the move set was a little bit limited because of that but overall i i really dug it max did you what's your stance on the venoms uh, it was very much the same. You, you're kind of placed in, a, in into a, uh, a very small corridor, and it's just it's just wipe the floor with everyone there. It, it's very you, you kind of just after you get over that initial oh, awesome. This is you know we get to be venom. It's it, it's you just throwing some fucking dudes around a room, and that's it. Like there's no going outside or it's very it's very tame. It's very contained. Um, I wish they kind of had to let loose a little bit more. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, like I, after that initial high of this is it, it kind of went down real quick because of that. It was it's, it, you played him in such a limited capacity that it kind of took away from the moment. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but I mean, look, you know, big picture, Venom was awesome for the uh, yeah, as a. Sure. I guess you could see the slow build. You kind of recognise pretty quickly, and even through the, I mean, the very first trailer. Um, put him on the radar that Venom was going to be the big bad in the whole thing. But the way we had this gradual build up to, I guess, Venom's prominence within the story was awesome. Like, I really liked this gradual build. And again, like, fleeting... You know, some of us were smarter than others. You know, Max, to your credit. Um, But, you know, there was others of us that that doubted things just a moment. Like, there was enough really strategically positioned beats that uh, kept things really, really engaging. Um right up to the point that Venom was, was in play and then it was fantastic from that point on as well. So massive credit to Insomniac there with the whole Venom arc. Don't get me wrong, there, there, there's a, you know, I'll bring it up when we talk about Craven, but there was a point where I where I thought Craven was going to steal the symbiote. That's what I said. So that was yeah. where I was like, and then he becomes Venom. But, that was but, but, in, but in my mind, it was always Harry. Harry was always going to be Venom. That's how he was going to be introduced. But there was a, there was a time where I'm like, this is, this is where we lose the suit and this is where we get fucked up by Craven. Not to be. Yeah. So, like, for me, the reason I ca- I was kind of wanting it to go that alternate way is because what I'm... Very similar to Batman is the, the stories that get translated into other medium are always the same stories. They're always Joker stories. They're always, you know, like, they, they, you, they just repurpose the, like, these key stories. And Spider-Man's the same in that 
you know, we get the introduction of Miles Morales, which is cool. It's very ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, the first one, they kind of hint at the Sinister Six, which is a very common uh, Spider-Man story. Here we get Venom, and next we're getting Green Goblin. So I was kind of wanting them to sort of really take it in a slightly different direction. They've already done that by not having it be Eddie Brock, but just going, oh, oh they gave it another little bit extra to sort of have that ultimate superpower villain combo just all the benefits of craven with the benefits of the symbiote or venom and like what would like that to me felt like next level state <laughs> from a grander villain standpoint not saying and this is just like wishful thinking like this is not a critique of the game i think this i think but the like way they handled it was really great but when you're in order to pump it up this but the story they've chosen to they've decided to tell here wasn't about the big action set piece it was a heart story yeah. in that yes you're fighting this big dude but the the heart of that the story is that it's harry in there it wouldn't have hit this i don't think it would have hit the emotional beats had it been craven in there it, i i i disagree because <gasps> Ooh. i mean Cra the, the reason why craven's on this ultimate hunt is because he's dying he wants right? to go oh, yeah he's got super camo but super cans by the way yeah so if he if his ultimate goal for the for his hunt was him curing himself using the symbiote because as we all know the symbiotes literally heal you like they, it could they could have played it out well they could they could have still had that heartfelt moment where he steals it from harry harry ultimately dies because of it and then craven becomes healthy once more and this is ridiculous like it could have played out that way and had and been craven venom as the big bad yeah like, but like I, and, I, and i think it still could have hit just as hard yeah but the, what what the that story beat then would be the very staple your friend died now he's your motivation to save the day where here i mean to be it, fair, it is a more sacrificial story here but i mean to be fair spider-man's whole origin story is your uncle died and he's your motivation to be a better person like it fits in line I mean, i'm not i'm not bad. arguing that but i'm like what for me it was more like you repeat the same shit so I was also, yeah. like, and I guess uh, uh, an important thing for people also is in, I guess, popular culture when it comes to Spider-Man. Now, obviously, the comics are huge, and that's the, the origin of this stuff. But when people tend to think of Spider-Man, they tend to think of the, the big films, of course. And mm. I think, for the most part, people still probably think of the old Raimi movies as the main thing. Um, obviously, there's been lots of jokes about uh, Spider-Man 3 over the years. Um, it was It's nice that we have a story that covers Venom that's not... And, he's a, and Sandman, that. like it hits both yeah. of them. Does it with respect. Does it well. Yeah, it was the right sort of the right sort of Venom uh, <clears throat> depiction. The right and and also you know the way Peter's effective. Of course, that is the meme worthy part of you know Spider Man Three is the way that Peter portrays himself. Sorry, portrays himself. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that we got we got that. They struck the chord right mm. in terms of the way Peter was behaving in. In Spider-Man Two, here where, you know, there was that edge, there was that, that, you know, Asshole nasty streak that came through, but at the same time, the core was still good, and you could actually see the fight going on, as opposed to what we saw in, yeah, the old Raimi movie where he was just he just became knob jockey in seconds, and you just wanted to punch the brick, and everyone responsible for depicting it that way. Well, let's let's go, let's continue with that item, not the knob jockey part. Let's continue the part of, of Venom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Harry. I chose that word. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so in this, you know, Harry's established at the at the, at the end of uh, uh, Spider-Man, uh, sort of the idea that he's in this almost back to tank from Star, sorry from Star Wars, but with Venom in it, or with a symbiote in, it, I should say. Um, 
so I really, I, it was good to sort of have him enter enter this story as, as as Max you alluded to, like we knew it was coming, but it was cool to sort of have him come in, and then we get to see he and Peter reunite and get to see those that friendship rebuild essentially because he's been away a while. So from an, an advantage of a storytelling perspective, they're essentially getting to lay the foundations of this friendship through a new start. So like, hey, you know they've been friends forever. Let's, let's have them reignite. It's not like, oh, suddenly they're best friends again. Well, they do have to build upon it. And then we get to see that awesome experience of when they br- try to break into the school for the most nerdiest reason of like trying to find a school project they've got to submit or whatever. But like that that whole scene that flashback was a really nice way to build that relationship and then when you later get to go to dick about in coney island it's sort of enough to to build the world outside of the soups right outside of spider-man suit well that's what i'm that's what i was about to say it literally kicks off peter's like do i want to be peter parker or do i have to be spider-man constantly yeah do i need to find that balance yeah yeah which also extends um I guess into the other key character there, Miles too, where he was kind of fighting similar sort of things in terms of that exact point. You know, am I Spider-Man? Where's where, where's the right place and time for Miles to be the individual that I am? Um, mm. And and that whole plot arc as well. Like they, were, they they had that kind of united front there in terms of they were fighting that same sort of internal battle. But then obviously yeah. the way their respective stories spun off in different directions there, vastly mm. different. I mean, Miles with his whole uh, Mister Negative revenge trip that he's still on. Yeah, and sort of seeing that, like the, that story of forgiveness in in with with what Lee, you know, with Mister Negative Lee, um, had done to his father, and sort of showing that, like, hey, you know, we just, like what that's what we do. We support second chances with the idea that you know you send them back, to, you send them to prison. Hopefully, they rehabilitate and they come out and they do better. In the same that we saw uh, Tombstone appear at, yeah. I believe it was Coney Island, yeah, and it was sort of showing Island. that there there is a path for these villains to to go into something to go into to take a new uh, a new lease on life which is very very cool um which i think yeah sort of a big overarching story as you mentioned you know the game sort of ends with peter having this understanding of like maybe i gotta take some time away from a little bit um sort of really focus on what would become the you know the the rebuild of the emily may foundation which i think such as it's such a sweet sentiment in what it's named after um i know it kind of moved me a little bit um but yeah, and then like, so what does that life mean when you're no longer Spider-Man or you're in a minimal capacity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of helps to have another one in town, right? You go, hey, you got this, chap. Well, because yeah, that's can't get much thing. worse than like, Venom tearing the city apart. You can, I can take a bit of a break here. You got it. Because very rarely do they, they, or at least in the in like visual mediums outside of comic books, do they have stories where Pete and Miles are working side by side. Like we saw it in, you know, Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse. The idea is that each universe has one Spider-Man and only one Spider-Man. So it's interesting to sort of see them have a shared story and see what those parallels are like for someone that is a bit more experienced versus someone that's a little bit fresher and also taking into account their family background. You know, you've got someone of Puerto Rican descent, which is obviously Peter. uh, And And white boy Pete. And then someone with a real white boy background like Miles. Um, Right. (laughs) <laughs> <What? Uh-oh>. yeah <laughs> but yeah it was really interesting to sort of see that like how that family dynamic was a little bit different um and then you see you know uh miles as well get himself a partner with Haley, which her side story dope 
Uh, Max yeah. has got baby duties. He'll come yeah. back. Um, you know, we get to experience this this uh, like a scene with her, and we alluded to this in the um, in the review discussion where because she's hearing impaired, when you play as her, it's hearing you you're experiencing as hearing impaired. Like everything's a little bit muffled. It's not completely silenced. There's enough to sort of to to pick it up and. And you sort of see how she reads the world with these little emojis that come above people's head, indicating that she's essentially face reading, right? Like, well, these are the emotions that they're displaying. I could safely assume that they're doing this. It uh, it was really respectfully done. I really, oh, really like what they did there. Oh, incredibly respectfully done. Um, you did touch on there along the way. Obviously, yeah, rarely do we see, especially in a lot of, you know, televised, you know, screen, inter- video game sort of media, uh, multiple Spider-Men in the, same, in the same universe. Did you have any... I guess going into the game, did you have mm. any ideas or hopes that maybe we'd see a a Gwen Stacy style thing? Because ultimately, for I guess everyone watching and listening, we know it didn't happen. But mm. um, I just felt like they might have teased it somewhere along the way. I initially not never was never like, made it a device, of course. Not no, it wasn't. I, I, I didn't expect a device, but like here's a hint, and maybe you'll see her in the third game. I didn't expect it to be a main story point. I am um, obviously with, I, I was kind of wondering with the success of, of Into the Spider-Verse and then uh, No Way Home, uh, maybe there's a little bit of desire for that multiverse space. And we did see that here. Yeah. So as Max is in here, cause he, he's run off to do baby things. We this is the time to do it. See, yeah, let's do it. Seen this part yet. So throughout the game, one of the new collectibles is spider bots, right? These little bots that are around the city, they ping out this like sphere of, of whatever. And Such go, a pain in the ass to find. Yeah. Oh, oh they're, here pr- they're, some that are really high, they were pricks. But a lot yep. of it was just swinging around until you saw a pung and you picked it up. You're so, about to get spoiled here, Max. Yeah, you're big time spoilers, Max. Uh, so as you're starting to collect these bots and I'm realizing their references to alternate Spider-Man, I'm like, huh. Hmm. Huh. What is this building to? And then, like, when you start seeing like 2099 and this and that and that, I'm like, this is where that multiverse angle comes in. See, I, I about the Spider Verse bots. Yeah. I genuinely just thought, like, saw them all there and recognised like how they're different. Like, yeah. yeah. And I thought, okay, we're just you know making a hint and a nudge and a little wink yeah. to the fans. But yeah. then to end it the way they did, once you find them all. Well, explain oh. it, Padge. How, how no, no, you, you go for it. You go for it. Oh, I've been talking this whole time. You, you'll get more of a you get more of a pop than I. Um, I because I right. I don't think I bought in until that end note. So go for it. Yeah, so I was sort of starting seeing these things, but then very similarly, sort of like, is this a wink and the nod? Just be like, hey, this is one looks like Jonah Jameson. Wink. This one looks like Spider Ham. Wink. I'm like, interesting. And then when you collect them all, it's like, oh, there's you know they're essentially laying out. There's this weird signal that something's hacking these bots but we can't find out where it is and so you end up to this alleyway and then this portal opens up and you look in and it's like a bartender but she looks like she's from spider-man on playstation one and it's real <laughs> bizarre and she's all it's even running at like half frames so it's all jittery and she's all polygonal and shit and she's all like oh man you, like, you can like make sure we don't t- you know we can't let miguel hear about uh, uh which is spider-man 2099 who if we establish in across the across the spider-verse is the the gatekeeper of uh the multiverse to sort of go like hey we don't let him know that these things leaked alright let's just keep this shit under the house but it's good to see him man blah 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 so like they hint at some multiverse stuff like I don't think from my memory of it because it's been like what near a week now oh, a couple of days since I like did that mission so it's like oh okay cool I don't remember the exact beats whether it's establishing to building to something in the D- in a DLC as an example because there are some things we'll touch upon that I believe will be DLC if we're seeing one 
but it did pop me pretty hard. I was like, oh shit. And because I obviously, I, I grew up on Spider-Man on PlayStation 1. I love that fucking game. And the sequel, Rise of Electro, loved it, right? So having a little nod to like old school spoods, I'm like, oh, that was nice. I they did it really well. Much. No, they, they did it really well. Um, like I said, I didn't, I hadn't quite bought in until right there at the very end, but the delivery was top notch. And so mm. I'm really keen to see how and what they do with that, that information. It could <laughs> still stay as very much an Easter egg. And that would be, I guess, a little bit disappointing if that remains the case. I think at this point they've leant into it now, perhaps too much, for to to not go further I, with it. I don't, I don't know. It is a Sony produced movie. Yeah, and like that, like as an Easter egg wouldn't be that absurd. That is my only thing, unless they're finding a way to connect it, to, because we do know that within even across the across the Spider Verse, when they do go into that whatever the world is, when there's like a thousand bajillion Spider Men, like Marvel's. Spider-Man, PlayStation, he's there. He's in the background. Like you see him, right? So you know he's he's the game is part of this massive Spider-Verse. So it's I guess it's a little wink and nod to to that. I did very similar the way you know I mentioned comments about how we're retreading old Spider-Man stories. It's like disappointing that like we have one new awesome Spider-Man story and we're retreading it here too. We did it in No Way Home. We did it into the Spider-Verse. Like it's kind of like does every every story doesn't have to be these same spider beats right but, spider beats but yeah. yeah but it's that if it does if it does spill into some dlc and like we get to kind of fuck around in some of these other spaces that would be pretty cool too let's Speaking... put on the table now no screwball in any dlc let's let's hit that on the head now that that screwball from the dlc in the first game mm. dying a fire that was awful yeah that yeah, could not stand. Give me more Black Cat though, because she just wants oh, yeah. to fuck like the whole time. Like her and Peter are just like ready to go, but like the whole like the whole DLC is just them hitting on each other for like a couple of hours. But speaking of DLC, there is one thing that I think will also come in a DLC if they are doing it now. Uh, can one of you guys check? Is there a season pass within the deluxe edition like there was previously? There is not. There is not. Okay, so this is purely speculative at this moment. But there is a side, a string of side missions you do uh, called the Flame. Ooh, so early on in the yeah, yeah, early on in the game, you see these anarchists, and they've got like you, they're trying to set shit on fire. I'm like, what the fuck are these people? Is this just people mad at the city? I guess I thought they were climate change like deniers or something for a hot minute. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, as they escalate, and then you start to get access to that storyline, you go, huh, all right, and you get introduced to the Wraith. Which is uh, Yuri, uh, yep. the uh, the detective, not Yuri the actor. That'd be even weirder. Uh, so she's a superhero now, rad. But that well, that builds to a story where you are hunting down. Uh, I forget the name of the the, the character. Yeah. I think it was Flint. I want to say Flint in my head, which is just, could just be a fire reference. Um, it ends with him because this mission cannot be completed until after the end of the game. He gets the symbiote, and at the very end. He's like, something, 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 utter carnage, as they do. And he's like, carnage, might as well just look at the camera and wink, and then walks away. <laughs> so, I believe that if we are doing DLC, very similar to the, the City Sleeps, whatever, which, which it was called, I be, I'm would be confident that one of them would be a carnage story. Now, Max, people can see behind your head, there is a carnage head, and a venom, and a venom head. Would you be stoked to get some hot carnage action uh, yes because carnage maybe nine inches of carnage yeah. <laughs> what was that sorry 
Ah, uh, yes, because Carnage is the best symbiote. He is rad. He's so rad. Um, yeah, that that'd be that'd be awesome. Uh, whether or not it would happen is is another story, but because obviously, so... oh yeah, go on. Obviously, you know, Carnage being a different coloured symbiote to to what Venom is, and all that stuff. And you know, if you if you watch the the terrible Venom two, let there be Carnage movie. <laughs> Uh, you know, they make the reference of that's a red one. Like, we don't fight those. It's a, it's a different colour's kryptonite, yeah. you know? If they're fucked up, we don't do that. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting because it's not the only reference to another symbiote in this game. So, Continue. Go on, go not, on Max. Compl- it's not completely out of the possibility, but obviously... Um, well, not obviously. But we also get introduced to Scream throughout the game. Yes. Um, which is when Venom infects MJ. In fact, fucking everyone. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, then MJ gets. But, but no one else up. gets really cool. But no one else gets really cool names. Everyone's just symbiote person. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, MJ, but yeah, MJ becomes Scream. Nameless symbiote. So, hey. so for those that may not know, is Scream uh, like a comic book reference? Is it something that's known? Is it new for the game? No, Scream is a Scream is a is a known symbiote. But I don't think Mary Jane's ever had the Scream symbiote so from memory. Um, so for those, because you seem to know your symbiotes, give us a little bit of info on Scream if you can. Kind of, I, this is the one that I actually don't. <laughs> oh shit! All right, my bad. Um, I'll yeah, cut that out. To, to my knowledge, I don't think I don't think Scream's ever been attached to Mary Jane. But um, essentially, it just you know it does it it has the same effect as uh, the symbiote when uh, it's attached to Peter. So she you know with retreats into herself, has all those all those dark thoughts that she's obviously been. Oh, she's to Peter, by the way. She just comes to the forefront, and it's just she. Yeah, she tears Peter a new one. Like, you know, I had to sacrifice this and this and this because because you choose to be Spider Man and not Peter Parker. You know, I have to look after your ass. You're broke. You're shit. I got to do everything. Fuck you. My hair's awesomely long now. Fuck you up with it. I got claws. Like I'm living my best life. I'm going back to Mary Jane. Mary Jane sucks. So yeah, it was a good, um, it was a nice nod to to having, you know, not just the one symbiote. But yeah, it was all, it was all really well done. Oh, did you have any, anyone? No, else no, it was, it was it was it was really really well done. Like I'm I'm just double checking now to I'm it doing some. It was a really fun fight. Um, and I'm just you know googling around to see if there's anything connected to MJ. Nothing I can find so far, but um. Yeah. So like so it cool. was quite a fun fight because it was a big fight that took place outside of Aunt May's house in uh, in Queens, so really sort of taking advantage of the extra space, because there's no verticality, you can't just fling it up a win- up a building, so it was very like, to, to the ground a lot of fisticuffs, a lot of ducking and weaving and her just like slinging like brutal insults at you the whole time yeah. but you mentioned it's not you know, not just there, like it's another symbiote what about a reference to another spider person, Mac? Um, you'll have to remind me. Well, well, before end, before you do that, I just double checked. I got some information. Mary Jane yes. has been the symbiote before. Uh, has oh, had been the symbiote before in something called the Symbiote Saga. Oh yeah, rings bell. Never read it, but rings bell. Becoming the Carnage Queen. Oh. She overwrote the symbiote's obsession with chaos and converted Midtown High into a hive, creating increasingly sophisticated and powerful symbiote creatures. Okay. So. The reference that I'm discussing there before we got fact-checked by Padge was at the end of the game, there's a lovely post credit scene 
where you know Miles is in his house and they're having a dinner and Haley rocks up and somehow everyone knows ASL which is lovely um, and then the door opens and you meet a gentleman his name escapes me um, Albert, Albert Al- Jr Albert Jr yeah sure and then you meet their daughter whose Cindy. name Cindy. is Cindy Cindy and Max popped because it's a reference to a character by the name of Silk. Tell us yeah. about Silk. Um, I don't know much. All I know is that uh, her name is Cindy Moon. She's the daughter of of Albert Jr. And apparently, yeah, they they hook up. Yeah, so, so she's a Spider Man in Universe Six One Six. Is one of yeah, the things that I remember. Yeah, yeah Miles's mum and and her father. You know, bang. It's getting Smash. incestuous. Smash. It's getting. Yeah. You know, we... We're all over the place now. Yeah, she's she's essentially just a female Spider-Man. She's just another yeah. Spider person. So for that reason, yeah. like I would put that in that DLC skip escape yeah. as well. Like I, I think they would treat that like a black cat almost in this example. Sort of have it come over here and I like, get a little side story with this character. I don't think it's enough to flesh out um, something within sort of the bigger the bigger story. Now we have we still haven't discussed Craven yet, but we'll come back because we're kind of on a roll at the moment. So speaking of things that may not be DLC but may be taking place in the next game. Uh, at the end of the game, you get another end cut scene. It's a mid mid credit scene, I guess, in the, in the in the MCU space. You get Norman Osborn, lovingly decked out in green. from from a from a shot design perspective, he's surrounded in green. Like yeah. the wall behind him is green. His shirt's green. His tie's green. And it's like when he's talking to an individual in a, in, in a cell, which is Doc Ock, Oct, uh, 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 Doctor Octavius. Doctor Octavius. Uh, Otto Octavius and like he's sort of shrouded in like darkness and like lit very interestingly he's shrouded in green whole thing and the, essentially like he's writing a book and uh, Norman Osborn's like look I want to fuck up Spider-Man uh, and Otto's like yes yeah, sweet me too he's like what are you writing there mate he's like the final chapter so there's your uh, third in the Spider-Man trilogy, because everything's a trilogy. I'm also, I'm also pretty sure he tells Norman Osborn to go fuck himself, and that he he deserves all the misery he gets. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, you know, like, absolutely. I don't, I don't think it was like a complete buddy cop moment. Of, like, yeah, they're not they're not pairing up off the back of it. Yeah, yeah it's like fuck you, but okay, let's be friends. I thought you, I thought you were gonna bring up the scene where um, Harry's getting pushed into the ambulance, and Norman's like, "Get the fucking G serum." Yeah. Oh yeah, no, so that was when they're in back at the hotel. Uh, hotel back at their house in their penthouse he's in a bed looking all like that uh the blonde chick out of death stranding and and they're like it's like the symbiote he can't get the symbiote back get me the g g serum straight away uh i am really keen to see green goblin once again it's it is another tried and true spider-man villain um we'll touch upon the other villains now once we finish up with um with green goblin but it it makes sense in how they've written the story and what they're leading to. It is a little bit on the nose. Oh, it's Green Goblin again. But I kind of dig it because obviously with him and his, and his glider, now we have like a jacked up traversal. That fight alone in my head seems really cool. Like great potential for a sweet fight. I think one of the main things about, and we've kind of seen hints of it now with this second game, is it's more about how they pair villains up more than who the villains are. Like, I don't care that, you know, Venom's been, that we've been there and done that. I don't care that we've both had both Venom and Sandman in the same pieces of fiction before. Like, it, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's how they pair them up and the, the various other combinations and permutations around it. And, I mean, we've rattled off a whole number of different uh, villains here that could all, you know, 
just as easily feature in this in in this third and maybe final game. Um, and so I think it's really about the narrative they build and how they kind of make them intermingle that's more important. I don't, I don't care that Green Goblin's there because he's a cool character, Good but character. it's it's really about what do they do with him. And you know, going back to my point before about Venom himself and, and Peter once he's got the black suit, I'm like, how do you handle this? This is a trope that's been done before, fine. But how do you deliver it? And it's all about the delivery. And that's where you know they've really... And this goes back to our review discussion. They nailed the delivery of everything. So if they can... Um, Get the right combination of, of villains together, and and then you know thread the needle with that story. Then it's going to work. It doesn't matter who it is. Well, in that case, uh, Max, how would you want to see them handle Green Goblin? I don't know. I think it depends on it. It, it, I mean, <laughs> it depends on how hard they go on um, how it affects Harry's mindset. Because mm. Harry, even whilst you know infected for with the with the symbiote suit he was still i want to save the world like that was still his that was still his world heal the world yeah heal the world i want to heal the world that was that that was their whole shtick with the the aunt may foundation he's and even when he fully became venom he was still i want to heal the world come and heal the world with me this is the way i can take away everyone's pain if i make everyone like obviously corrupted a bit but um you know, path the good intention. All, I think you've brought up an interesting thing that I I initially like, will, hadn't considered. Will, will he still? Will he still be? You know, will he be the good guy, Harry Osborn, helping out because he now has these Green Goblin abilities, or will they not use Harry Osborn as the Green Goblin at all? And will Norman be the one who's just on this vengeance rampage? Like which See, way? It depends on which way they go. I would prefer the Harry route to the Norman route. I think the Norman route's been played out at this point. But I think him giving it to Harry, using that to heal Harry, and then Harry still trying to fulfill his dream of healing the world, I think that could be a really cool story that gets told. I Yeah, I, I initially my original thought was that it would be Norman, because um, that's the standard. Norman Osborn is Green Goblin. However, you brought up a good point, because essentially, from recollection the hobgoblin is commonly um harry Mm. and obviously harry already being a key villain in this one it seemed a little bit weird if they retrace that and sort of watching norman because norman is in is involved in the game and we see the beginning of the second one and we see the beginnings of him getting like stressed out maybe not heading into the chaotic space that that sort of that um that BP, like BPD, bipolar, dissociative sort of identity disorder that we sort of see with Green Goblin. Like, we're not seeing that, that entirely. But once again, if there is DLC, it can sort of hint at those things. It's like, there's reports that, you know, Norman Osborn's fucking bonkers and he's doing a bunch of bonkers shit. You punched that guy. Yeah, he punched that guy in the real hard <laughs> in the face. You know, it's... Uh, so that, that's what I was kind of thinking. But, like, having Green Goblin and Hobgoblin might be a little bit too similar for, like, the villains of that but we saw three you know actually like we saw a stack of villains in, the, in this game there was a lot of villains here a lot of villains a lot of dead villains by the way um which interestingly they just wiped a they went yeah they villains. went dark they alluded yeah. to it in the review discussion they went dark they bumped a bunch yeah. of them off so if we think about what could happen in in the sequel like we're looking at the villains we have now obviously we have craven in here and we'll touch well, we'll touch upon craven now so craven was alluded to as essentially the big bad alongside venom i'm um, not sure which one would be the the final turns out venom's the final because he chomps the face off of craven 
Craven essentially filled the role of Sable from Marvel Spider-Man One. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it was really bizarre. I, I, I. It was from... a tra- he was a transitional uh, villain. He was a means to an yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, from 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 what we saw in like early trailers and whatnot, it, d- it definitely did feel like he was going to be like the bad guy, and then he yeah he just turned into essentially what Sable was in in the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, his cronies would just fucking show up randomly, fuck shit up, yeah. and then leave. And then you had to clear out their encampments instead of clearing out sable bases. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. So it, it, uh, for me, that was a little bit of a oh, because mm. like I, I felt that they really set him up to be something cool and something larger than life. Um, and I like how sort of as you go through all these hunter bases and hunter missions, they build on his family and you know what hunting means to them as 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 a family. Once again, reiterating that overall arching theme family not, not not quite a fast and the furious sort of way but there is still a focus on yeah, family uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah as you mentioned a bunch of villains just straight up fucking die gorpion's dead vulture's dead vulture's dead craven uh, uh shocker's dead or is electro it was shocker electro it was electro yeah yeah, yeah he dead like they just start like wiping the fucking floor with villains. So like in, in in order, I think it's a really good way to sort of show the stakes of Craven. He comes in and he's just like just killing dudes. Because I'm sitting there. I remember when I was playing, going, "What is it? Fuck!" Because it's one of those things like you know, the if you think about like what could come further on, like it's pretty insane to like just kill a bunch of villains, which is leaving you just the top couple. It's like them killing all the all the B the B villains. So, but about you, Paj, how did you feel about? Like, you mentioned that it went dark, but like, how did it for the handle about this removal of all these villains? Um, I mean, you know, a number of them obviously making up part of a, a sinister group of, of villains that were discussed in great length uh, for the original game there. Um, and you know, it just takes pieces. To your point, it kind of takes pieces off the board a little bit, and so. Mm. Um, I think that's the the fascinating one. And then, you know, what does that do for your rhinos and those that are kind of part of that group that are left behind? How do they, you know, like there's a whole bunch of different priorities for for those who are left standing off the back of this game, let alone, you know, characters that might be introduced. Uh, It's, I just, I think it was really superbly done. And the delivery was great, but also even setting that aside, just they've changed the face of this whole story now. And they, Mm. you know, quite literally changed Craven's face. But, um, yeah, it's just I think it was really well done. So I'm I'm keen to see now how they build upon it. I guess more than anything else. And I mean, you've kind of alluded to you know DLC, and of course that you you've alluded to it a lot. So I don't want anyone to get the uh, idea that they've confirmed that there is oh, DLC. We don't know, we don't know shit, by the um, way. It's just if you look at the structure of what they've done already, what they would do moving forward, and the success of the City Never Sleeps DLC, uh, it would make sense. Now the difference here is they haven't announced it. And I'm more banking like, on a Miles Two style thing. Yeah, or maybe like a two point five sort of thing. Um, but you know, because the previously with the Sid Never Sleeps, it was it, well the game came out in October, and the Dex DLC was in oh no, it was early November, December, year. January. They, yeah, yeah, they yeah, did it was September and then October, November, December. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're not in that position at the moment. They're not like doing that plan, but there might be something early next year it would help fill out the void of PlayStation not having anything. Um, you know, sort of outside of because we don't know what's what's next after this part from Wolverine, really. Um, outside of first party and Helldivers, Helldivers, and Helldivers, and also Wolverine, a little reference with one of one of uh, Miles' suits that was rad. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, just enough. Now, he's not actually in the game, but 
So one of the other villains that that does make a presence, and we, it's, just, it's the beginning battle, is Sandman. Really love what they did with him. But the the fight itself was sick. But then you start to the one of the other little collectibles in the game is little shards, little crystals of his shattered memory around the city. Very I, I, initially, I didn't register that we were building a little statue. So I just collect them and then move on. I wouldn't. Yeah, it's like the, one of these weird shapes. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't press the touchpad to pull it up and look at what it is until once I accidentally pressed it, and then I saw what was building of a statue. And went, oh, oh, and then you start listening to the story that he's telling. It's about him, this paranoia of being followed, and this building like you know suspicion of these individuals, and then the fear of his of his daughter, and knowing that his daughter and his and his and his um partner, his wife, have sort of left him to, because he's unsafe, and it's this kind of struggle. And he's it's, it's essentially these are his most important memories which is him and his daughter obviously that hit me in the heart like some fucking fierce because any, any any parent story always gets me so as you build that and then er, as you're collecting these crystals he's getting better because he's off it you know rikers i assume or whichever you know getting better and better as you collect these things and like oh oh oh, oh. it's awesome mm. thanks <laughs> You're welcome. I thought he was gonna go. Ah, yeah. uh, shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought that I thought that was a really good story. Once again, just fleshing out, uh, you know, the because like once again, it's it's a very common story of Eddie Brock for his protection of his daughter. Like they did it in the movie. It's 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 standard. But like the way they handled it here, I felt was really quite nice, and I felt I like, connected to it. Um, but seeing as neither you got to say about that one, uh, Mr. Negative, another returning villain from the original, gets a redemption story here, gets to essentially give Peter his anti-venom powers. Miles kind of doesn't really forgive him, but he like acknowledges that it's something to do. Yeah, the, the, they'll have to coexist at the end of the day. Yes, um, yes. Uh, it was absolutely no forgiveness, and yeah, I can understand that, of course, but um. But they've, you know, kind of almost a bygones be bygones and mm. we're in the same world. You've done this ama- you know, incredible thing to kind of give us a chance here. Yeah, I, can... yeah like I don't like I don't forgive you, but I can't have this hate control me anymore. Yeah. Which, Which is, is like... And it was well delivered. Mm. Yeah. I so... mean, it, it started with him, like, essentially letting him drown at the start of the game at Rikers when, when, when Rikers originally gets attacked by Craven, to him essentially working, like, reluctantly working together to you know, save the city. So it was a nice, um, it was a nice move. I, I think to a, to a, to a point, cause there's a point in the, the back end of the game when you're playing as Miles and both you and Lee have been captured by Craven, and you are forced to like the, the winner gets the honor of fighting Craven, And there's a point where Miles realizes that he can't get out, but he can save Lee and Lee can do some good. And he saves the person who, who killed his father. And you can see that it tears him up inside, but he knows that it's the only chance that they have. It, yeah. It's like, find Spider Man. Just fucking do that, and we can get through this. Yeah, it was that acknowledgement, like, this is the right thing to do. It's not about yeah, what I so, want, but the right yeah, thing to do. Yeah, so it's going from is... him, like, let, willing to let him die to saving his life. Because as we see earlier in the game when they take on Lizard, who we have the one another one we haven't touched on, uh, you know, there's a moment where he spots Lee 
and he's like gets tunnel vision right and, like people are nearly getting mushed up by these blades of a boat as he's just fully focused on him so it's awesome to sort of sort of have that story resolution and as we talk as you talk about in our review discussion about seeing the maturity of um of uh, uh of miles and i think this is like one of the most mature things you can do is to sort of f- not forgive but like be bigger than yeah what are you taking for- <laughs> taking selfies um just recording a <laughs> spider-man spoiler cast uh yeah beautiful um do you have anything that you want to touch upon with mr negative or you want to just head into the lizard lizard stuff was cool um this stuff was this stuff's real cool he looked dope and he got to have his jacket for a little bit which was cool and then he just gets it off and gets all necky but like there was a hot moment where he got to have his you know big teared lab coat which was cool and you know even just trying to see him fight everything that was being thrown at him as well before ultimately just embrace like being kind of forced to embrace it all yeah uh, it was just really excellently done um and again a bit like the whole you know, who's going to become Venom sort of thing. There was moments like, I reckon he, he might be successful in fighting this off. Mm. But, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Not Because you, you get to sort of, re- like the story is set out that uh, Dr. Connors uh, got his arm removed because he touched the symbiote when it crashed from an asteroid and he poked it and it tried to eat it, so I just shot his arm off. You know, it's like, that was a whole extra thing. So I was wondering whether they're going to like, bring in that the that the symbiote is an alien or it was made in the lab by connor's because like he's they essentially set up that he's very locked in on it as like it's almost like he's the thing that he's working with he's the one that used it as used it to sorry found it to be the cure for harry um so i was like oh i wonder if they're gonna go with the 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 stereotypical answer for the symbiote and they did so (laughs) (laughs) but delivered it well that's the thing like they've hit on familiar beats at points but the delivery was was excellent, and you know that that extends all the way through to Connors. All right. Speaking of delivery, I think we've hit we've hit all the villains. We hit pretty, I think pretty much everything. We alluded to this in 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 the in the review. Betson's um, a crybaby. Those moments. I'm a crybaby. Those moments. So there are a couple of stories here, story beats that I think were fucking incredible. They're even more optional than the side things you were talking about. These are all, and you know, several of these are linked through the uh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. App. Yeah, so there were two of those, and one when like Harry gets all jacked up at the end. That one kind of hit me as like sort of a bromance, which is which is you know, I'm a big believer. I love bromances. I think bromances are great. You should t- tell your mates you love them, all of them. Um, so that was really cool. But the the two that hit me there was the one uh, when you are Miles and you are helping a woman find her grandfather who has sort of wandered off, uh, but he hasn't really wandered off. He just sort of had a moment where he was reliving a history so his wife had passed and one of the things they used to do was sit and feed the ducks and he was just having a moment you know sort of realizing that you know she's you know he, she's gone i'm getting older like what is there um left and just kind of having this really intense moment and then you know Pete, you know miles finds him and they sit and they share and it's just really heartfelt and then you know, the, the granddaughter comes over and then they talk about her. And if you hang around long enough, they'll keep talking. Because I did. I didn't fuck off straight away. I just sat and listened. And it was lovely. I thought it was great. Sad old people break my heart. <laughs> so, Dude, well, it's, yeah, it's that, like as, that, one, that one got me. It's For me, it's like as, as I'm getting older, 
and like my son's growing up like i'm starting to realize my own mortality because nothing makes you realize that you're old and you're gonna die like having a kid fuck that can completely outrun you in every yeah it's one of those <laughs> things because you know uh, I, I, my son's the oldest out of out of all of our kids and i look at him and i'm like he's six where'd those six years go you know and then pretty soon he'll be like fucking 15 like where'd those 15 years go you know and, and max has got brand new to like four week old baby it's like Whoa. and then next thing you know they're gonna be like 20 27 you know be crazy <laughs> um and the other one that i thought was absolutely incredible um sad old people again sad more sad old people so in the first game there is a side mission that you do where you help collect pigeons for a homeless man who's a friend of spider-man's uh you meet him he's sitting sitting by the dock at the bay uh and he's like you look at a couple of different things and he sort of sets up the idea that you know i worked at that factory and they let me go and i never really recovered you know i lost my purpose for, for a little bit you know like i'm i'm looking to sort of go on this last adventure uh yeah and then he talks about his his partner his wife who also passed away and he further lost his purpose and he just kind of aimlessly existed for a while until he found the birds and the birds are what gave him purpose it's that's what gave him the desire to keep moving forward which i don't know about you i've been pretty fucking depressed in my time so like for me i was always looking for that purpose like what's that thing to keep shit going forward um so that kind of resonated really hard but thankfully for me it's my son so it's super easy um but part of part of that mission of that story is he goes look i take my birds somewhere put them somewhere nice and then as you're as you fly across and you get to the music oh the music that's playing as you're doing it is just beautiful and sets the tone it's like one of the only major uses of licensed music in the game but it just hits it's a it's very similar think about how like once again another death training reference it's super weird you know when uh low raw like the band like as you as you first step out of that space and the music just hits and it just sinks perfectly and you're like it just it just somehow encapsulates the entire feeling of what you're like it's a melancholy almost mm. and you're and as peter realizes he knows what he's doing he knows he's taking the birds because he has an understanding of what of what this gentleman is about what's about to happen so as you know as you start flying and he's like oh well he thinks of a, of a spot just a random spot and then as he progresses further he realizes that he needs to find a spot of meaning and of of of, of uh, significance of, of, yeah of, of significance right and he decides to put the birds in a park in the in the woods near where he grew up in queens because that's where he and harry played so it meant something um and then you go back and you find well keep in mind it's like you you kind of drop the birds off and you go to like you're talking to him and no response yeah like so he calls you halfway through and, you, and he's like hey man how you how you going with the birds he's like yeah look i found a spot it's this part of the woods where i used to grow up. i used to play there all the time it's right near my house it's the best spot for the birds and he doesn't answer so as you go back you find that there's an ambulance there and you re and you realize that like he had that that final moment and he got to sort of do something cool and 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 as you sort of real as you sort of watch peter realize what's being asked of him um you sort of see those those decisions that he makes to make it more impactful where they go um 
yeah and it's interesting that this is just some side story that had me bawling like deep fucking tears um yeah like yeah it's one of those things where you just look you look at your see for me i look at it as yeah you're understanding your own mortality and and as as you do come to that end of your life i imagine we'll all look back at the things we've done and we'll find the things that are purpose and we you know we all have children so we all look 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 to what our legacy will be and what will outlive us and for some it's our children for some it's the work that we've done for some it's just the birds that we had you know and it it's so bizarre how such a little story just hits so hard at least for me but i'm a big fucking softy so no no like i said sad old people like it got me um and actually to like games don't like I'm, i don't know i maybe i'm a little bit cold-hearted there's not a lot of games and uh, and actually film not a lot of media full stop that really kind of gets me because i think there's always that i'm watching this through a screen lens and it's just that mm. that degree of separation no both of the both of the two we've discussed here got me so um again like it's that delivery that we keep, that i keep coming back to like it's the way they've delivered all these moments big and small that um you can have the best stories in the world but it's how you deliver them and the you know insomniac really nailed it here but the, and to add to that to the delivery of these stories it's with such earnest like earnestly right like it's just so like real and like it's not played up like yes you're dealing with this superhero story where there's fucking people that are covered in symbiote you know and you're fighting these people that want to burn shit but these characters are, are told with such heart you know which I think is such an important part of what makes characters great what makes these stories brilliant um yeah it just it was given such a level of respect which i um i truly truly appreciate that i can tick off the the line on my list that just says crying <laughs> so what's left on your list what not much pretty much covered it it's only the kind of the specifics in terms of the game itself things we didn't cover whether it be like the gadgets the suits the skill you know the shared skill trees like just the more of these things we didn't really touch upon in the review because of the fear of like that may push into some spoiler territory and we've done all the hard spoilers now it's been whatever we want but with that in mind we talked we discussed upon it in the review as well like they have really condensed a lot of what we experienced in the first in spider-man and then they with miles Morales, which was a much uh, a closed in experience and what they've done is they've expanded that so somewhere in the middle so it's not as ubisoft collectible you know like ping the towers clear the world uh clear the um clear the map like you literally have to fly everywhere it's like a fog of war almost you only have five gadgets compared to like the 17 you had in the first game there are three skill trees which will all unlock as as, as you play because there's like there's you can just there's enough levels to meet all of them you don't have to like really ration them out or anything um so there's a combined skill tree which which is great and there's one for miles one for one for um one for peter you've also got uh suit tech to sort of increase your traversal etc you're fighting and whatever whatever um the different are things bunch. that come with you know miles's powers the stuff that comes from peter with the symbiote suit also yeah. the uh the iron spider the abilities that he's got yeah, so, it's so you can kind of customize them a little bit to how you want. So with Peter, you have the choice of the Iron Spider or uh, Symbiote Power. And you can mix and match. Them yeah. to whatever whatever you want. Um, or if you're Miles, you can have your um, your Venom Powers, which is not Venom, but like the Lightning. And the other one uh, was sort of like one was the the air, the, the Mr. Negative sort of variant of it. So the, the Blue Lightning versus Yellow Lightning, essentially. Um, yeah, Stack of Suits. 
Uh, I think there's 65 in total, what was mentioned in that state of play. Uh, not all of them are available to us at this moment in time. I believe 10 of them are behind the, the Digital Deluxe Edition, um, and we were all provided standard copies. Uh, but I've got the collectors coming, so do you, Padge. So we'll be able to see the rest of them as well. Um, as I mentioned, that's like my son's absolute favorite part um, is the suits. I don't know why. He just loves them the most. Um, did you guys play with a specific suit or did you sort of go with what the story dictated? Yeah, I went with what the story dictated. And then as soon as the story was done and I was kind of cleaning up trophies, throw, threw myself into those Spider-Verse suits. Mm. I played as Miles and I wanted the, the frame rate the way, like that, that frame rate mi uh, Miles. Yeah, all about it. What about, yeah, about you, Max? I was, I was playing as um, Spider-Noir. <laughs> oh, me too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man Noir got a good run. Um, I also enjoyed the uh, the superior Spider-Man suit. I quite like that one as well because it's quite simple and clean. Uh, like the, the the Ronin Spider as well, like the Samurai. Yeah, you style. would, you goddamn weeb. Um, it's great. My son had the one his favorite from the original, which is within this one as well, which is one that looks like Daft Punk. He loves that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the one that ticks his box. And then they had the color variants as well. And he got my son got really excited because one of the couple of the color variants are bleen, which is that blue green teal that I can't see properly with my color blindness. So he's like, I'm gonna pick the bleen one. I'm like, God damn it, you little shit. Um, can't see it. He just loves rubbing rubbing it in my face. Um, but yeah, no, as we mentioned, there was uh, the very blatant Wolverine reference. Uh, even down to you can pick the blue and yellow or the brown and yellow depending on whether you want comic book or animated series wolverine which is a really dope little touch um it would have been cool if wolverine was a reference in this game overall, i'm glad it wasn't no i'm glad it wasn't but i'm glad it wasn't i kind of want them to exist in different universes oh no but they're like, coming together like spider-man three rolls along and wolverine there'll be there'll be some touches there i'm sure but mm. i want wolverine to establish itself first before yeah. it intermingles i don't want it to kind of be what we've seen from so much of the mcu stuff and like look teasing this character they're getting a new movie soon like well, let's just we like, know the game exists already let it stand on its own two feet and then potentially bleed in later or something like that yeah because like fantastic four which there is a fantastic four suit in the first round but it's more of a novelty suit but like in here in one of the top of the buildings is like the beat like they're like clearly painting the building to become the fantastic four building uh there's avengers tower so there is a there are hint of the sanctum sanctorum like there are nods to a greater than the spider-man universe or more of a marvel collective but yeah there's no you didn't end up at charles xavier's school or nothing so there's no hint school of, for of dweebs in that way um, is there anything that we haven't touched upon that would be deemed a spoiler as we wrap up our chats on Spider-Man 2? Not that I can think Yeah, nothing's springing to mind. So now that you can have, now that you can just unleash your full thoughts with no fear of what you say, is, did you want to, uh, uh, sort of reiterate your overall thoughts in the game now that you can just fucking go ham? Spider-Ham even. I mean, I'm just keen to see, like, the, the patches have started rolling out already since the review embargo mm -hmm. uh, to fix some stuff up. I'm keen to jump yeah, in and today, check Yeah, as today, like, the yeah. Atmos support came up, which is perfect, because obviously I've got a lovely Atmos setup. I cannot wait to see how that sounds, because, you know, as your shit comes over your head and you, whew, you know, whew, whew, fucking shit goes over you, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, I've already, 
I've already been reached out to regarding some of my technical complaints from the game. So oh, really? it's just encouraging me to go check out and like actually, and you know, up to a point also provide the feedback, whether I'm still observing these things too. So don't worry, I'm not suggesting the PlayStation or anyone's gone tisk, 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 but that, you know, no, it's, but that's kind of interesting that they're like, we, we read your thing. We saw your video, I guess. And, and they want the feedback. So, um, I will endeavor to go check that stuff out tonight, probably after we're done, just to see, you know, things like that fly wire door effect I was talking about, um, the you know they did specifically reference my spider cube uh, commentary. I saw you tweet that <laughs> as well, which was um, so like they're there. So I'm cu- hoping to see they won't. Obviously, they're they're mindful of the fact that it's probably going to be pretty hard to replicate the cube thing again. But uh, we'll see what I can do. Yeah, because there was a I remember whether it may have been miles. Like, or maybe, like there were ways you could like ping it so you could be like a lamppost you could be snow you could sort yeah, of just crashed way to in Miles Morales yeah. you just crashed into shit and like suddenly suddenly it became whatever which was cool I'm all about it but um be yourself yeah be yourself Max uh no I, I mean my, my thoughts are pretty much the same the, the game's fantastic they've they, like the, they they improved upon uh the first one in such a way that it it, it increased the uh the enjoyability of the second one i just want i would love to see where this where they go next with this story because they're clearly going to do something else yeah yeah look i completely Resistance. agree i i do believe that this oh it will be resistance there's a little resistance tink a little like sprinkling that'd be insane um for me i completely agree i think this is the best one that they have done uh it's take you know we talk about games and sequels and how they should be learning lessons from the previous games. I believe that Marvel Spider-Man 2 is the best example of a development team learning from the games that they have made. Whether it be from critique, positive, negative, whichever, they have gone, all right, well, they've learned and they've delivered a better experience because of it. They took that criticism of the bloat in some of the collectibles from the first, reduced it in miles, realized that, that was probably a little too, a little bit too restricted, bumped it up a little bit here to find a really happy medium. They found a way to make the traverse, which was already brilliant, even better again. They've made the gadgets more streamlined, better. They've kind of added to the story. They've really fleshed out this world, this universe. They found ways to make you like feel shit. Like not that I didn't feel anything in the first game, but like they really, push through that theme of heart and family and grieving and forgiveness which are all these you know human experiences that we have so even then you're in a world of superhuman characters they really choose to focus on the, the humanity human part which is important because that 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 is what makes good character that's what makes good story you know you can create the most insane stories in the world but if you can't connect if they can't resonate if you can't you know have this feeling from these people then what the fuck are you doing and so as i said like all credit to insomniac um they have absolutely delivered on this and apart from those little hiccups which i as you know they've ever spoken to padge directly apparently you know they're like hey padge it's, it's me insomniac you up um <laughs> <laughs> it, the studio is a collective it's it, brian into her getting slipping into my dms <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i believe that we have come the next couple of days tomorrow when this goes up when the day when the game comes out uh I, we do hope a lot of these are fixed we, you know in there are further updates planned so there are if there are little hiccups they they are on their way of getting resolved new patch who dis yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a lot to look forward to in this game, and I reiterate my point that it is an absolute must-play. Um, if, if, if God of War Ragnarok didn't exist, I would say this is by far the best PS5 game that in the first-party studios that have released so far. But I'm sorry, God of War Ragnarok wins. It's just who I am. I love that shit so much. Boy. Beautiful. I think that is absolutely everything. It's been a long uh, long review chat, which is it awesome. It has. But uh, once again, because we are delivering this across two platforms, Pad, you get to go first again. Player 2 content. Go check it all out. Player2.net.au. The review is there. There's a link uh, like on the YouTube channel. There's links to the video review, to our review discussion, to the short review that's on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Um, and then catch me on the social medias, Paul James Games. The review of my review. <laughs> the review yeah. of my review. There'll be there's gonna be a, there'll be a play two plays to go up alongside this uh, spoiler cast going up too. So lots of stuff. Oh, you just wait till we do the review review discussion. Like we review how we reviewed yeah. the game. Um, we get real meta. Oof. But uh, yes, so you can follow Max and myself on social medias. I'm at HaggardMC, H-A-G-G-A-R-D-M-C. He is at B Possessed, which is B-E-P-O-S-S-E-S-E-D-1-0-1. I have to read it off the screen because that's way too many letters, Max. Get a smaller handle. That's uh, true. <laughs> but it's also above his head if you're interested. Uh, but of course, if you if you loved, enjoyed what we had to say here, please be sure to check out our weekly PlayStation podcast. It's called For the Players, the Pop C PlayStation podcast. Every Monday morning, Australian eastern time that's 8 a.m on you on the podcast services 9 a.m on the youtubes yeah, think about it like a, a night show of PlayStation podcast it's informative it's fun it's, it's hot and it's sweaty it's hot it's sweaty you've got two guys that have been doing this well at least one of us has been doing about a decade like we don't just you know enjoy talking playstation we know playstation we get playstation it is unquestionably one of the best places to hear about playstation in australia We'd love you to check it out more. It's on this YouTube channel. It's on your on your podcast services if you are already there. But until the next one, you have no idea what that would be. Thank you for joining us, Patch. Thank you, us, for joining you at Player 2. Pat on my own back. Pat on your back. Sorry, I'll do it. My bad. There you go. Well done. <laughs> but until the next one, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Schiffer. And I'm Paul James. And that was our unrestricted, full-blown Spider-Ham Marvel Spider-Man 2 spoiler chat.